0: You're weary. When you're weary. Feeling small. When hey everybody, this is Ray Renati, and you've reached Green Room on Air. I hope you're not weary. Yeah, and I hope you're not feeling small. Like Steve Martin. I'm weary and I'm feeling so small. Let's get small. Remember, when we used to get small? I used to love it when Steve Martin got small. It was one of my favorite albums when I was a kid. The Steve Martin. Let's get small. I'm not sure if it was the name of the album or just a, a bit that he did. I loved it when he got small. It was so cool. So cool. You know what? I uh, I broke a tooth. I got punched. For those of you watching on video, I'm showing you, I got punched. And right here, here's too. Right here. It ain't real. For those of you on the radio, it's one of my front teeth on the right. Not... One of the front teeth. Although both of those are implants, are fake as well. But the one to the right of it also died and broke off. There was a crown on it. And I was toothless for a while. Now I have to wait three months and I have this thing called a flipper. Here, check it out. Check it out. Hey? Ah. I'm toothless. And now, see it looks isn't that gross? Can I put it back in? Okay, for those of you on uh, the podcast, not on video, I just took out my flipper, and I just put it back in, and I showed everybody how disgusting it was, and I'm sorry that you missed that, but that's what you get for listening to the podcast instead of watching the video, although I am so appreciative of you watching the podcast, no, listening to the podcast, because I'd rather you do that, but you got to be on the YouTube these days if you want to become... A famous broadcaster like me. No, I'm not a famous broadcaster. I want to become one at the age of 50, almost 59. I don't care if I'm famous. I don't give a flying fagook. I don't want to swear on here because I don't want to be demonetized (laughs) on YouTube as if I make any money anyway. Oh, my God. So what's going on? We got Donald Trump attempting to shut down the United States Postal Service. Is that incredible or what? The president of the United States is trying to (laughs) shut down the United States Postal Service. Wait, I got to clean my glasses. You think I would have done this before, but I don't ever plan anything because it's not my personality. But the United States Postal Service may be shut down because... God, I'm having a hard time talking with this flipper. I don't usually wear it all day in the hoose. He's trying to shut down the United States Postal Service so that people can't send in their mail-in ballots so that he can illegitimately win back the White House. You, oh, God, I got to mute my music or it's going to come on. Is that something or what? I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I'd see the day. And the worst thing is, to me, is that a third of this country approximately thinks he's doing the right thing because they're insane and they're stupid. And they're following their cult leader, the big orange one. Wow. I have people in my family who follow that guy. Scary shit. And there I am on the other monitor. And here I am looking at you. And for podcast listeners, I love you too. Just imagine me right now staring at the camera and now staring away at another monitor. That's what I did. And I'm wearing a, um, if you're not looking at me, I got this Hawaiian shirt on. I have an Hawaiian shirt that I got in Maui years ago. Uh, It's handmade and it's cool and I love it. It's not your typical Hawaiian shirt. It's um, it's atypical. It's blue, and it's got white and red hibiscuses. Hibisci? I don't know. I don't even know if that's what they are. I just like saying hibisci. I like saying that. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, I partially tore my uh, left Achilles tendon. Don't ever do that. It ain't fun. I hobble around with with this... Which is a cane. For those of you on the podcast, I'm holding up a cane. But I went to the, I went to the uh, sports medicine doctor. Guess what? I gotta wear one of those um those boots. You ever you ever see people with those big old friggin' boots on? Maybe you've had to wear one yourself. I never have. But uh, yeah, I gotta wear one of those for four weeks, folks. Four weeks in a boot in the hot weather. With the COVID, oh, the COVID, will life ever be the same again? I don't know. I don't know. I sure hope so. Oh, my God. This is incredible to me. I First, I'd never thought we'd have a dictator in my lifetime or ever in the United States. What a fool I was. And the thought of actually having a plague, a worldwide plague, never entered my mind. Although, apparently, Bill Gates and uh, Barack Barack Obama, no, Barack Obama predicted it. Now, I'm not going to say uh, uh, Barack Obama because it would be uh, similar to the Republicans now mispronouncing Kamala Harris's name on purpose. They're calling her Kamala, Kamela. They're doing it all on purpose out of a, a a desire to disrespect the woman with brown skin. That's why they're doing it. So they need to be punched in the face for that, as they need to be punched in the face for so many things that they do. But no one will punch them. I would if I could. If I could, like, get into the White House and uh, punch them in the face, any Republican, just boom. I I would be a happy man. I'd be a happy man. They're insane. They're insane, folks. And if you're one of them and you're listening to this, you're insane. Look in the mirror and just say to yourself, I am insane. And you will know yourself, finally, your insanity, your insanity. So let's see, what's going on in uh, the world of entertainment? So, you know, I recently watched a, uh, a film, an independent film called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. And if you're interested in, uh, in seeing this film, it's on the Netflix... You need to search for it. It's not going to show up on any list. It's um, it's what they call a small film, and thus uh, it, it has a low budget, and thus it has some flaws, uh, quite a few flaws actually, and me being one to uh, <laughs> see flaws made it difficult for me to watch. Now. Do not, say, do not take that as me saying it's not a good movie because I have a problem where I can't miss a thing, which is why maybe I'm a pretty good director, but in terms of uh, being an audience member and used to seeing so many Hollywood films that are, for the most part, flawless because they have as much money as they want and they have the best editors and all that stuff, uh, and experienced, uh, super experienced directors and, um, you know, you're not, you're rarely going to see the, the flaws. Now, forget about it. I'm not going to talk about the flaws cause they're there. Uh, well, the, the only flaw I'm going to talk about, and I just want to get it out of the way is it's a little too slow and I don't mind a movie being slow God knows tons of French films are slow, and I still love them. Uh, but to pause just for the sake of pausing and just for the sake of being slow usually doesn't work. There's got to be a really strong reason for it. And uh, there's some moments in this film that are a little slow just because they want to show they know the style. And that for me, that takes me out of it. Now, some people love that. Just just my opinion. Now, this movie stars a a young man named Jimmy Fails, and he also plays himself as Jimmy Fails. The story story apparently is a uh, semi-autobiographical. Jimmy Fails, uh, his father grew up in a house in the uh, Fillmore District of San Francisco in the um, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. It was a Victorian home. Now, if anybody, uh, for those of you living in San Francisco, you understand that the Victorian homes now sell for many millions of dollars. Um, they are all uh, refurbished and they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful pieces of art. Um, now, that's that's not the case. That wasn't the case when I was a kid in San Francisco. Many of these Victorian homes were in very mixed race neighborhoods like the Fillmore and not all of them were in great shape. Uh, and the neighborhoods were more, um, were more mixed, more, more vital in a lot of ways. Uh, and this, this Victorian home uh, that's sort of at the center of this film was supposedly uh, built by uh, Jimmy's grandfather in the 1940s as a copy of other Victorian homes. And there were some People living there, uh, San Francisco has become very gentrified now. And all of these homes are owned by people who can afford multi-million-dollar homes. But Jimmy knew that this was his family's home before they had to give it up for some reason. We never find that out. That's another thing with this film. And there's a lot of things you just never find out. You don't know why things are the way they are, but that was a choice, I think. Anyway, Jimmy, uh, these people have to leave the house for various reasons I won't get into. It's empty. Jimmy and his friend, uh, Jonathan, his, the, uh, the the other main character of this movie, who's played m- quite well by a, a young actor named Montgomery Allen, uh, decide to just move in the house while it's empty. It's in it's in some kind of uh, escrow due to a death in the family. Um... And then things develop uh, f- from there, and there are problems with them moving into a house that they don't own. <laughs> and you can imagine what happens. So anyway, um, the movie uh, is, is very pretty. There are some very postcard sort of uh, images of San Francisco, which, which are beautiful. And the soundtrack is beautiful. The only thing I'd say is that it doesn't really give you a feeling of what San Francisco actually feels like if you live here, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's sort of a majestic, non-realistic, purposely non-realistic image of San Francisco that you get. Um, the movie uh, really makes you think about gentrification. Gentrification and how our company, how our country is becoming country very much of the rich and the poor, the haves and the have-nots, and that's pretty much what this movie deals with, and it deals with it well, and uh, I think it's worth your time checking it out. The last black man in San Francisco. Uh, I, I this this movie apparently has already won a number of awards. Uh, Let's see. What has it won? Um, I'm looking here at IMDB. Where are the damn awards? Uh, When I look on my phone, I, I can find it right away. Anyway, when I look at the reviews of this, it's interesting. Like the audience reviews, people seem to either absolutely love it, like 10 stars, or absolutely hate it. And I can understand that. And if you watch it, you'll see why. It'd be interesting to find out uh, what side of the fence you fall on. Now, for me, I I think whether I like this film or not would depend on my mood at the time of watching it. Uh, Sometimes I'm just not in the mood to watch a really slow movie. And sometimes I am. And then I love it. When I watched it, I was not in that mood. I watched it with my wife, and she was in that mood. And I actually didn't know if it was fast paced or slow paced. But when, as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, I'm not in the mood to watch a slow paced film. But I watched it, and uh, yeah, it's definitely worth worth your time. Definitely worth your time. Um, so I'll just tell you the storyline here out of IMDb. Jimmy fails. Jimmy fails the fourth. A black man is a third generation San Franciscan. Having been pushed out by uh, circumstances like many others, Jimmy, who works a low-paying job as a nurse in a senior's care facility, returned to San Francisco three years ago and has been living in his best friend Montgomery Allen's house that he shares with his blind grandfather, played very well, actually, by Danny Glover, who is a San Francisco native. Danny Glover, uh, he took classes from Gene Shelton, who... I also took classes from, but I think he was there about 10 years before me. I met Danny once, and he was not very friendly <laughs> with me at all. <laughs> maybe he's just shy, or maybe he had something else on his mind, but uh, that wasn't the best experience of my life. But I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, anyway, check it out. Now, oh, one thing, cool thing. The movie is rated R because there's nudity. Nudity. I can't talk with my flipper. Oh my flipper! Um, nudity, and the reason there's nudity is because a friend of mine, an actor I know who I've worked with, not as an actor but at Stanford Hospital, I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants to know, but uh, wants to know, but um, wants people to know, but yeah, he just plays this naked guy sitting at a bus stop, <laughs> which actually is. Maybe the most realistic part of the film, because if you live in San Francisco, uh, you know that there are neighborhoods, mostly the Castro district, where you will encounter, especially on the weekend, on sunny days, naked guys walking down the street. I think the law in San Francisco is you have to have some piece of clothing on. So usually what they wear are socks. And then they bring these little doilies to put on seats when they go to restaurants. Pre-COVID-19, of course. Is that something? Where else on this planet would you find a place where you could just walk around butt naked and go to restaurants? Huh? Huh? I don't know. San Francisco, crazy, crazy. Love it, though. I love being a native San Franciscan. If you are a native San Franciscan, there will be a little a few things that you'll have a problem with in this film, but uh, yeah, like for instance, Jimmy lives in Hunter's point um, area, but they don't make it clear. They make it look like he's coming from somewhere out of San Francisco when he travels over to the Fillmore on his skateboard, but he's in San Francisco. Um, anyway, I'm being super picky. I, I don't normally like super stylized films and they are, parts of this film that are very stylized uh, and kind of non-realistic but a lot of people like that and I'm not going to criticize it Um, so check it out. Okay, that's enough about the last black man in San Francisco, director Joe Talbot writers, Jimmy Fails, also the star check it out. Um, Let's see What else is happening in the world of Ramo? Well, I am involved in a bunch of Zoom stuff. You know, us, uh, we actors, now that we have nothing to do, are performing plays on Zoom. So I'm going to be directing a, a play which is an adaptation of Hamlet called Hamlet's Ghost by Neva Hutchinson. I'm going to be acting in a a play uh, from a company called Shots here in San Francisco. We normally do these plays to live audiences in the city, but uh, we're going to do it on the Zoom. And uh, as, when those get closer, uh, which will be soon, I'll uh, put the links here. If, you, if my, my vast fan base is, is uh, interested in seeing these, these productions, you'll see them. Uh, I'm also going to be doing a reading of a play by Diane Tasca, uh, and that's coming up soon. So I got three projects on the Zoom. I don't. It's not even close to being like in a regular movie or being on stage. But it's the best we can do now under the circumstances of the worldwide pandemic. Wait, I guess that's a. I, I guess that's um. What's the word when you say something twice? I forgot. <laughs> pandemic means worldwide. So the pandemic the pandemic all right folks uh thanks so much for listening today i i've gone on long enough i wish i had a guest today but i don't i gotta line up a guest uh hopefully my health will improve i've had so many problems i don't even want to get into it besides the injuries and the flipper but i'm still here i'm still kicking i hope you are too i hope you're uh Seriously, I hope uh, you're dealing with this as, as best you can. Keeping your mind straight, you know, exercise, try to talk to friends, loved ones as much as you can, even if it has to be on the phone or Zoom or whatever. Get outside, breathe some fresh air, um, wear your masks. Don't believe these people that say masks don't do anything. They do these crazy people. There's crazy people out there who are responsible for killing us and they got to stop it. They got to stop it. You know, that's not happening in other countries as much. And look, look what's going on in the U.S. We're, we're, we're probably in the worst shape of any, uh, of any major country in the world right now. And it's because so many people in this country are not thinking of one another and taking care of one another. They're they're not doing what they need to do out of uh, in name of freedom. Well, okay, your freedom's going to be gone if we're all uh, sick and dying. So stop it. But probably the people listening to this aren't in that group. Okay, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Namaste, and for those of you listening to the to the podcast And not on the YouTube, I'm doing that namaste prayer thing that you do if you're like a yogi. It makes me feel good. Okay, namaste. Namaste. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Thanks, everybody. Keep safe.